Hello Next Issue listeners, Daniel here. Today we have part one of our streaming services episode where you can hear both our previously on Next Issue segment as well as the first part of our discussion about all the new streaming services. Enjoy! Welcome to the Next Issue Podcast. We're a group of friends that love talking comics and all that it entails. Uh, we're based out of Dallas, so you'll hear us talk about how these comics make up a part of our daily lives, including our local comic shop, conventions, and other forms of entertainment. Welcome. Good morning, Not as exciting. Everyone. Yeah, no, that was good. I'll I'll, I'll pip it up on the edit. <laughs> <laughs> I'll add uh, give it some echo and reverb and yeah, some DJ <laughs> horns and you know, bah, bah, bah. <laughs> maybe uh, maybe put in some dubstep. Wait, that'll be the bass drop when you say "Hey now." The bass will hey drop. Now. <laughs> uh, this is the second time I talk about dubstep this week, and it's upsetting. <laughs> It's very upsetting. Wow. Well, we know what Daniel's been doing at home. Yeah. Uh, Great. Well, how are you guys doing? Welcome, welcome everyone. Uh, this is Daniel. Uh, how are you guys doing? Okay. Today Surviving. we have... Yeah, I guess I should go a little around. We have today Mr. Clay Harrison. Hey, now. Uh, Mr. Kyle Condes. Yo. Mr. Josh Rose. Hello. And then once again, I'm Daniel Martinez. Uh, so... Any anything you guys want to catch us up before we jump onto the next issue? Anything exciting? We're still on the quarantine times. Mad Max, Fury Road, <laughs> right, right, working along. Uh, George Miller. This version of George Miller's movie is not as exciting as the previous one. Mm-mm. No, uh, <laughs> I recommend there's, you watch the Black and White. Yeah, there's this is a... far fewer masks in this version. It's yeah. very disconcerting. Um, I think this is a spinoff called Mad Karen Fury Road. <laughs> now I'm picturing the Karen lady with the fire guitar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can't see it, but Clay's totally doing the move. It's awesome. There it doing is. That headbanger. Um, all right. Well, great. I'm glad everyone's doing all right. Like I said, this is always it's always nice to see you guys on record. Oh yeah, um, same here. Take a little break from the monotony of it, what it is staring, watching The Office twenty four seven. It's on every, it's on a channel at some point during the day. What season I, are y'all yeah. currently watching? Uh, whatever they decide to program that they play. I don't pick. This is like what God oh, gave I just, me. I just go to Netflix and just play. So fun, fun side story. My 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 daughter has discovered the office and blew through it and so i walked out the other day and she was on the last season now i stopped after you know uh, michael scott left and i just i sat down and started watching that last season and then she walked away and i just i watched it straight through to the end so i've now seen the end of the office i can at least say that you so. should watch some of those seasons they're they're pretty good yeah, I was impressed. It was a lot better than I think my brain had, you know, 
wrong Robert, wrongfully led me to believe so robert california is the weirdest character character to inject in the office and it works and it's <laughs> very bizarre and fun and then sometimes when you're re-watching it you just go he's ultron <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's always my main takeaway there's no springs on that man I, I would say the, the the seasons you're missing, you're gonna miss out on Robert California, Gabe, who is a home run. Gabe oh, yeah. is is a strong second place guy. You don't know who Gabe is yet. I well, so I watched, I watched, so I watched the end of the Robert California stuff because I see him and I'm like, oh, oh he you- was in, he was in Secretary, and then it just ruins everything. Um, so I saw that. So who's who's Gabe then? I don't remember. Gabe, Gabe works for the uh, company that buys Dunder Mifflin. And, oh, uh, yeah. And uh, I'm trying to remember the actor. I'll look him up, but oh, oh, wait a minute. Is it the guy from uh, Silicon, Silicon Valley? Silicon Valley. Yeah. He shows yes. up again right towards the end because mm-hmm. he had a thing yes. for um, Aaron. What's her face? Aaron, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, he Aaron's shows up again. great. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. Aaron's character turns up such a notch during that time. Yeah, and I once think they, the other once, thing that once they oh, get a ahead. chance to flesh them out, like all those extra, like the newer yeah. characters, and then you get uh, you get Plop and what's what's the other guy's name? Plop and Plop. oh, the, the kid uh, from Dwight Junior. Dwight Junior. Dwight Junior. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, it's so funny because I see Plop on Hallmark movies now, and I'm just like, oh, it's Plop and somebody. <laughs> it's Plop. Plop was I the just... villain in uh, Rampage. Yes. Really. Oh yes. my god, wow. And I was like, it's Plop. <laughs> I just I just I remember the episode where uh uh Ed Helms character realizes that Aaron's dating someone named Peter and he doesn't realize that Peter is Plop and he just has that line. It's like I've been Plop for so long he forgot my name is Peter. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um I will say I am I am uh, listening to the Office Ladies podcast hosted by Jenna Fisher who played Pam and yeah. Angela Kinsey who played Angela. And so I do watch one episode, the episode they're going to touch on every week. I watch it like the morning of. Uh I used to watch it before my commute but now I just watch it in the morning before I get online for work. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, really then, enjoy the the podcast with the shows too. It's really nice. It's I, I haven't gotten into the community one or the Scrubs one because I can only rewatch one sitcom at a time. But I'm waiting for the Parks and Rec one because I, the, I, but I'm doing oh, the Scrubs one too, but I holding hope, off on Community. I hope it's uh, John Raphael and Tom that do the podcast <laughs> as is in the, character. Yes is is the Community one the one with uh uh joel and uh ken jong it's actually okay i tried it it's actually not about the show no it's it's the two of them that's basically well it starts off with ken kind of because of having the medical background kind of giving some news Uh, on the corona's epidemic and then they just go into just bullshit like just talking about yeah they just yeah they're 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 really good friends in life apparently and so they just they just talk about stuff so they had Seth green on like a couple episodes back and it was fucking hilarious okay so it's not really community based no they they, they talk about community stuff but it's really they they did pretty much the only thing is the fact they were both in community and the name of the show is based off one of the episodes Uh, right yeah the darkest timeline yeah. yeah okay well good that's our podcast update uh which is we do listen to other podcasts, but listen to ours first. 
Even though the other ones are very. Do that, I got one other one I want to throw out there. One sure. That I, it's uh. Hold on. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead and talk for a second. Let me find it real quick. But this one is. Say, uh, is, it, is it one of the five podcasts you do? No, 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 no. no. I, I'm not doing five podcasts again. But no, I've only been doing this one recently. Uh, no, it's. Uh, oh God, I'm trying to remember the name of it. If my phone would ever start up. But well, I'll tell you what. We could touch on it when you go to the next issue segment. You could put that on there if you want. Okay. So good. we'll get started with that. Uh, I'll kick us off this week because I'm very excited to talk about the. Uh, what yeah everything I'm reading pretty much but the the two book two volumes of of trades that I read I guess three but uh, the first one's gonna be from Image Comics Undiscovered Country Volume One uh, by Scott Snyder Charles Soule with art by Giuseppe Camuncoli and Daniel Orlandini um, I actually I only read it because the trade came out last week but I I've been collecting the issues uh, as they come out. And if you haven't heard anything about this book, uh, the the premise is that at some point during the world history, the United States decided to put up, like, just isolate itself from the world. And now it's been 30 years since anyone from the outside has been to America. Uh, and then, unfortunately, to, you know, art imitating life or life imitating art, there's a pandemic in that world. And they think only America has the cure so now oh. some now, <laughs> now now a group of people have to try to get they've been invited to america by someone but they don't know who um but it's really weird there's a lot of like really cool science fiction stuff it's really it's not as straightforward as you think like it i thought it was going to be more more of a political thing which there is a lot of politics because there's just a lot of explanation of how a country becomes isolated like that and then the process for that but then it gets really weird too. Like, I'm talking, like, I, to say Mad Max again. I'm sure that was one of the influences because it's so fucking bonkers. <laughs> um, the first trade kind of sets up the whole world. Uh, it sets up everything of how we kind of got there, and it it goes over the backstories of the the search party that they put together. So it's really good. It just came out from Image Comics this week, or as of the the seventh. Um, what was this? July twelfth. Yes. When we're recording this, uh, so it's really good. Uh, the other thing, it's uh, Justice League Volume Five, the Justice Doom War, also by Scott Snyder and James Tinian, with a whole bunch of artists that I'll put on the notes. Uh, this is a nine-issue trade of the Justice League versus the Legion of Doom, the War, everything that kind of leads up to DC Metal. Or dark metal, it's in this book, and that's the reason I read it because I read Death Death Metal number one, and I was like, okay, I can get a lot of it, but I'm still missing a lot of the backstory of how we got here, and this book fills in a lot of those gaps. Uh, last time we saw Lex Luthor, he became Apex Apex Predator Lex, which means he's got all these. He's like the Apex Predator in on Earth. Yeah. Um, it's, it's really, I mean, it, it's just all the stuff that's come out of, uh, the previous metal and then the no justice, um, miniseries, like it's all kind of leading up to death metal. So it's, if you, if you're into all that stuff, uh, it's a great trade and you get nine issues with, I think it's a little overpriced because it is nine issues, but it's still a good deal if you're going to just pick up all those issues. Um, the last thing I'll touch on. I've been reading the Harley Quinn Black, White, and Red digital first, which is they're like a dollar each week. 
and it's just like a little one shot story, um, kind of the same as the the Gotham Knights or there's a whole bunch of digital first now that DC is doing, which are just like 17 pages of a quick story of different heroes. But I always like the Batman black and white books. And this is kind of a spin-off of that with Harley Quinn throwing in a little bit of red. Uh, so these are pretty interesting. Like they focus on different iterations of Harley Quinn. Like some of them more like the movie. Some are more like the current comic. Some are more like the animated series from, from the nineties. Uh, and then for a dollar plus I get the discount for Comicsology Unlimited. Like it's a really good deal on a digital comic. Um, but that, that's pretty much it. I've been reading some other stuff. I'll talk about, uh, Amazing Spider-Man Hunted when we do recommendations, cause that's going to be my recommendation for the week. Um, so Josh, would you like to go next? Yeah, sure. Um, so let's see. So I, uh, uh, read for this month's comic book club, we read, uh, the seven deadly sins from TKO by, uh, Z Chun. Art Yum Trekanov and G, uh, G- Julia Brusco, um, which uh, I picked and was actually way grittier than I remembered. So <laughs> it's a uh, it's an interesting read if you like very violent um, <laughs> westerns. Uh, it's kind of a western. Uh, uh, I can't even say homage. It's just a straight up western story uh but it takes an interesting approach it's uh immediately after the civil war it deals with some of the uh issues around um emancipation things like that so i it's a good read um finally finished uh jim zub's uh dnd days of endless adventure uh with artists max dunbar nelson daniel and um nito diaz um it's uh I think I've mentioned it briefly here before, but it's a trade collection of the first three storylines. So we're talking six issue storylines. So the whole book's around like 500 pages. It's it's a massive volume and um, it's good. It's good fun. It's uh, uh, has the spirit of, I think uh, if you liked Baldur's Gate, the games, uh, it has that kind of spirit to it. I think the only thing that kind of upset me about it was I, for some reason in my brain, cause I didn't look into it. I thought those were all of the storylines and it ends on a cliffhanger. So I was like, well, crap, is there like more days of endless adventure? Like I need, I need to know what happens now. So, um, but then uh, the last thing I'll say, I was, I was going through my books. I was reorganizing my comics and um, I totally forgot i found this for like three bucks at half price uh the spirit jam uh which was put out by kitchen sink press originally is an issue of their reissues of the spirit comics by will eisner in the 80s and then they put this one issue together and in a kind of you know slightly oversized um paperback and put it out i want to say in the late 90s and it's this wonderful kind of blast from the past as will eisner broadly and the spirit specifically were kind of coming back into vogue and there were so many people inspired by it so the the conceit of the book is um 
kitchen goes into Will Eisner's studio and steals an unproduced spirit script from the early 1950s. And <laughs> the way the story is set up, uh, his boss tells him he has to auction off the script to the highest bidder so they can get in an, an artist for it. And when he tries to do that, uh, wind gust blows all the pages out and all the artists that have gathered for the auction, grab a different page. And so it basically becomes a jam session. And so, uh, cool. sometimes it's specific panels. Sometimes it's entire pages, uh, by different artists, uh, telling this ongoing kind of spirit story. I will be honest. The spirit story it tells is incredibly weak. It's, not a good spirit story, but it is really fascinating looking at all these different artists kind of riffing off of uh, of uh, kind of the spirit as a character. I mean, and it has some really amazing people in it. Um, so anyway, who, who I, was I, your top guy? Uh, your top yeah, guy let me pull it out. Um, OK, so I've seen this. I'm trying to imagine the cover. Yeah, here I'll. I'll put it up on screen. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So here's the weird thing. The people that I expected to really like, I didn't like, there are two, uh, there's a half page by Brian Boland and Ooh. you would not know it's by Brian Boland. I don't know if he rushed it. I don't know if he just knocked it out really quick. I kind of kept looking and he signs it and I'm like, God damn, is that Brian Boland? It doesn't even look like Boland. Um, there's a uh, Bill Sienkiewicz portion nice. that is really really good i think the one that i really like chris claremont uh who you don't really think of as an artist um but the one that i really dug howard cruz contributes like two or three panels to it just seeing him interpret the spirit is really awesome so uh <laughs> yeah it's cool it's it, it's a great book if you can find it um so i'm pretty sure i could i could be wrong i think hang on let me cross-reference it here because they have a list in the back. Um, no, I am wrong. Page three on the artist. Yeah, I thought I thought this was the Sinkevich page. Uh, am I holding up the right page? That one there, but it's actually Stern, Roger Stern, with a few. Oh other wow. People. Yeah, so that is definitely not Stern's style. That's what I was thinking too. Yeah, so but I know his work mainly from Spider-Man. So right, but uh, no, so it's 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 good. It, again, if you can find it, I don't think they've ever released it digitally. I tried to find it on Comicsology and I couldn't. But if you pop into Half Price Books's website or go to Amazon to see if you can find it used. Um, but that's it. That's what I've been reading. Support half price books. Support half price books. Yes. <laughs> Not sponsored. And it's the only income in this house right now. <laughs> so please support so half price. Please support books. half price books. Yes. Um. Okay, Clay. Do you want to kick us off with what you've been doing, reading? I uh, I've been slowly uh, going at uh, the long Halloween since we're going to do that in our next episode. And I, so uh, I cracked that open and uh, read the foreword, and it's from Christopher Nolan and David Goyer right before they go into production on The Dark Knight. So it's real interesting to get their take on Batman, the history, and uh, 
read that book and then see how much stuff is taken from that book and in the movie. So we'll talk about that next week, though. Um, I'm, I'm trying to go through my digital pile of books, and I'm sure everyone has this, <laughs> the, the, the yeah. books you've bought that are just sitting on the Internet. <clears throat> you own them. You haven't read them. Yeah. They're all on your Kindle or any other reading app. I've got uh, so so I read uh, one book I had. Uh, uh, what is it? Oh, from the bottom drawer of Alan's. Well, he was a Saturday Night Live writer and I was a fan of his stuff. So I was like, I'm going to start going through all my digital books and just start knocking them off. So uh, that was the first book I read. And then I started digging into DC Universe by John Byrne. Oh, and so I have a question for you guys. Do you guys like these books that are just kind of specific to a person, but don't really have, uh, you know, it's just basically, uh, you know, uh, one story here, three stories here, you know, but the same person on it. I like those. I liked the the Alan Moore one, Uh, his like DC Universe Alan Moore stuff, because it was it was a lot of stuff that I think a would be hard to find and b it just shows that he was this kind of really innovative force that just entered into the American scene, you know, and we think of him with like, you know, uh, Swamp Thing and we think of him with, you know, Watchmen and these kind of big stuff. But seeing him do stuff like that last Superman story before Byrne took over, seeing him do um, a Green Lantern story, you know, things like this, it just it, so I, I like that one instance, but I confess it's the only one I've read. So okay, all right, yeah, it was just kind of weird because the, this John Burns art used to be kind of rare, so they collected a lot of his stuff. Uh, I didn't think about that as much as like uh, an Alan Moore, how rare it would be to find some of his stuff. Yeah, um, <clears throat> you know, there it's it, it's a good book. It's a good um, you know I love his art and I'm a big fan. But then I also run into the issue I was going to ask you guys out about. Uh, he he has a problematic background. What do you guys do with your problematic? <sighs> I, I guess, you know, like I, I'm a fan of his art. I'm not a fan of him as a person. Yeah. He's a terrible person. <clears throat> I have his art tattooed on me. It, it comes back to the thing. Like, I mean, you know, it's. It's a slightly different situation, but like you know, growing up, I've always been a fan of Bill Cosby. But after everything that came out about him with the last couple beers, is, is I always ask, is it wrong just to like you know the Cosby Show, the Fat Albert, you know, animated series? You know, it's yeah. When you realize somebody's a scumbag, is it, is it wrong to like the work that they had done? Yeah, I know. It's I mean, and and to some degree, this is it. This is a kind of fundamental thing, even in like in art history. Like I can't appreciate. Paul Gauguin's art because I hate Gauguin the person. He was such an awful person. So yeah, I I don't know. It's a tough thing, you know. Like all this stuff uh, uh, with uh, Graham Linehan online, we just started watching Father Ted because Hazel loves the IT crowd so much. I just I, I get this little pit in my Good stomach job. every time what did we he watch do? it. I don't I don't know. He's he's part I of followed him. Yeah, he's he's part of the same uh, turf uh, mentality as uh, J.K. Rowling, and yeah, if you can if you can find it, there's a really devastating Twitter thread where he's arguing about how you can only define a person in this one way, and someone comes back and says, "Oh, so how would you define, uh, you know, uh, 
uh, a man. And he, you know, he says, well, I mean, it's in the dictionary. It's, you know, uh, a, a person that stands upright, you know, blah, 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 blah. And then someone, said, someone posted a picture of a horse and says a man, you know, and it's just, <laughs> it's like, oh God, he really fell into that one, you know? So it just, this kind of stuff, it, it, I, I don't know, it puts a, it puts a horrible damper on the things that I used to like. So yeah. I don't know. I really struggle with that. Yeah. I think I've just found that whenever stuff like that happens and we kind of touched on it a little bit at the end of the last episode um, with all, everything that happened with, you know, Cameron Stewart, Warren Ellis, everything that's been coming out about those uh, individuals you know sometimes i just there's there's so many other creators out there that i'm just like you know what i'm gonna step away from this i don't i don't need to punish myself debating whether i should be yeah. you know and just go like go look for different creators go look for other mm-hmm. other people and and just try to um, you know enjoy that work and and just you know whatever you do but as far as like what do i do with those uh those books and stuff like I really thought about getting rid of some stuff, some some of the stuff that I have, uh, yeah. from, and even from other other creators that stuff has come up in the past. But it just, I mean, I've been pretty lazy not to do it. But it's definitely something that the same's coming about Josh Whedon now too. What's his name? Right. The guy who played Cyborg. Yeah, I saw that. And then apparently, like a week ago, um, Alan Tudyk came out and basically defended Whedon. So yeah. it's like yeah. you've got one guy who's not that big of a star, but you know, he promoted Whedon until like a year and a half later about him and then you have a guy who's worked with Whedon for the longest time defending him so it's like I, and I don't know it's like you know is Whedon really the scumbag or is is it just some guy trying to make more of an issue than there really is I'm just gonna wait for the Snyder Cut anyways yeah <laughs> on that yeah. <laughs> which is the movie I wanted which is the movie say, I wanted anyways so 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 Daniel once the Snyder Cut comes out will your brain basically erase the entire existence of the theatrical <laughs> release Listen, like like it's gone it never happened i'm i'm not one to like talk bad about movies and stuff but i've only seen justice league once at the theater and that's it what that is shocking yeah I don't, I don't, that is shocking i don't own the blu-ray yeah. or anything i was like you know after i watched it which it, i think i watched it twice at the theater because i was like there's no way this was what i thought it was <laughs> I had uh, I, I had like one too many beers and I saw it the first time. Let me go back and rewatch it again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was tired. It was a, it was release night. You know, <laughs> let me go take a look at this with uh, fresh open eyes. And there's a lot of fun stuff in the movie, but but it's not the movie that I was expecting from the initial trailers that we saw right. that previous yeah. Comic Con. So I think we got exactly what the trailer was supposed to have given. I mean, and but I, I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of the movie, but I have the vinyl on soundtrack. I actually have the vinyl record. Oh, I, I, I love amazing. Yeah, so that one, that one, I do like that we have two different soundtracks because we can have the Hans Zimmer Junkie XL soundtrack, or or which we'll get back with the with the re release, or we can have the Danny Elfman soundtrack, which is like Danny Elfman. I like I love his his uh, all yeah. his Batman stuff and, uh, like so either way that that's kind of a win win, um you know, but um. Okay, yeah, this was kind of a roundabout way to, of getting to cover Clay stuff. So thanks for that, Clay. <laughs> yeah, so, so that's what I've been trying to whittle away at is the yeah. digital pile of books and comics I have. And so that's what I got into the John Byrne stuff. And it's kind of neat to just be able to read one issue and stop and not have like a giant book you have to like continue yeah. to follow up on. 
but then I, that's when it was like problematic. You know, I haven't, I don't follow the guy now. I'm not into what he does now or his books, but I was a fan growing up and mm-hmm. I have stuff of his, um, and it just seems problematic. Yeah. And I think, I think this would definitely merit its own episode that we could do in the future, but, but for something like that, we definitely need a little bit more preparation and research because I don't want to come out here and just kind of half-ass an important topic like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's something that we can definitely cover in the future. Um, all right. Uh, let's get back I, to you. And, oh, go ahead, Josh. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I was going to say, I, I totally butchered the um, Twitter thread, so I posted it in the, the, the general chat. Um, it's a it's a chair he's asked to define, and then someone posts uh, a, a picture of a horse and says chair. He defines it as a thing that stands upright on four legs that you sit on. <laughs> so anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead. All right. Uh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. Let's get back to Kyle. I know he wanted. He had uh, a few things. <laughs> sorry, <discuss>. Kyle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I haven't been really reading much. I've been kind of been taking other stuff. Uh, the podcast I wanted to talk about was it's called uh right here. Hold on. It's called uh, Dynamic Duel, DC versus Marvel. And it's two brothers that do weekly. And they've been going for a while. And uh, it, it kind of goes back and forth. They take, uh, they will, one is a huge major Marvel fan. The other one is a huge DC fan. And they'll go back from doing a review on a movie, whether it be live action or anime. And then the next one will be uh, they're basically their take on, it, like the most recent one was Plastic Man versus Mr. Fantastic. And <laughs> That's cool. No, it, it's awesome because they, they and they and they take this. They don't just like just like oh well, he he has this power set. This one has this power set. They actually go through and almost kind of write their own fight story for the thing. And then they take this rating they used on one of this one of these TV shows that was on Amy, and they basically go through and, and they they get you know they they do a polls on Instagram and Facebook, and it's it's I don't know it's just, it's just kind of crazy. Like let me, let me read some of the, the different uh, fights they've had. They've had uh, let's see. Killer Frost versus Human Torch, King Shark versus Drax the Destroyer, Stargirl versus Darkhawk, Robin versus Patriot, Rachel Ghoul versus Red Skull, Drake versus the Winter Soldier, Doctor Midnight versus Falcon, and Lex Luthor versus Baron Zemo. Wait, who's Drake? Drake is uh, uh Tim Drake. Yeah, that's his oh, new identity. Oh, okay. oh god. Gotcha. Okay, I was like, wait, the rapper? No, yeah, he's the, the Canadian guy. singer. The Canadian rapper versus. <laughs> Okay. Read Gun Justice, and you realize that he's taking on your identity. Oh, so, so I haven't, I hadn't read any. Tim, sorry to tangent, I hadn't read any Tim Drake until the the issue that came out this week for Batman Gotham Knights. Yeah, which is all. It's about all Robins. I need to read that. I hadn't seen his new outfit. I hadn't like. I knew he had got a new costume. I didn't know he still goes by Red Robin though, right? As his no, no, Drake. Drake is oh, new Drake is his new hero identity. Yeah, okay, okay. So yeah, I'll need to catch is, up wait, that. wait. So he is the Canadian rapper, right? Like that's his superhero guys. And then by day he's, you know, oh, Robin. Drake doesn't feel like a good code name to keep your identity secret though. <laughs> they they, yeah, they were caught in the multiverse. They go to another uh, they they go to an earth where basically Young Justice is evil, so crime sending Young Justice. Hell and, yes. and the Robin there was taking the name Drake. So he decided, hey, this I should make my own identity. So he took Drake and made a new costume. Because yeah. uh in that universe, Stephanie was the new Robin. Or a uh, spoiler. Yeah. Was Robin. Yeah. Not spoiler for the comic, <laughs> but spoiler the character. <laughs> okay. Spoiler for spoiler. Uh, so yeah, Dynamic Duel is a good podcast. Uh I've also finally got to read that that 
special release they did of the uh, Crisis on CW Crisis on Infinite Earth comic book they released, and I think like Walmart and stuff. But they finally, oh yeah, which I thought was pretty interesting because they like they actually have like Felicity is, plays a big part in that. She goes to different Earths and eventually has to find the Book of Oa and goes to the 2011 Green Lantern Earth, finds Ganthet, and it, it, they tie in this whole like multiverse kind of aspect to the uh, comic book. So it's, it's interesting to read. And then the last one was. Um, the thing I've been watching was, if you haven't seen it, uh, on Netflix, they released Warrior Nun, which is based on Warrior Nun Ariella from uh, Antarctic Press, from Ben Dunn. Oh, oh okay. Cool. I thought that looked familiar. Wait, yeah. Ben, like the local artist Ben Dunn? I know I see him at the conventions all the time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and Antarctic Press is in San Antonio, so they're a local comic book. But yeah, Warrior Nun is based on that, so and it's actually pretty good. That's pretty cool. I heard about that. I didn't I didn't know. Uh, I knew it was on Netflix. Um but I, I, yeah, yeah. I think Sabrina from our book club was it Sabrina or Cat? One of the two. They mentioned it on our book club. I think. Yeah, I, um, I really enjoyed it. So I mean, the fact like it's not DC or Marvel; it's something different. It's another comic book company that's got another show out there, local comic book company, and you know the show. They they do change a few things, take a few liberties, but it's based on that series, and it's just a, it's a lot of fun. Okay, cool. It's cool. Well. Uh, that if I hope no one else has anything because bringing up Netflix was a perfect segue for our main topic. Yo. Uh, yeah. Because we planned it like that. Uh, <laughs> but we're going to go ahead and take a little break and then we'll come back. Our main topic today is what are our favorite streaming services and why? Uh, and then we're just going to touch on like really all the streaming services that there are because there are so many now we could have a multi-part episode about this. Um. <laughs> So let's take a break here and we'll be right back with that. All right, and we are back with our main topic today. Uh, we're going to talk all about all these different streaming platforms. For this part, for this episode, we'll stick to only uh, like movie and TV streaming. We won't go into any of the comic book services. I think that could definitely merit its own episode. Um, I have, I, I, but I feel like it's part of some of the services, so you kind of have to talk about it. Yeah, for sure. Like at least for DC Universe. Mm-hmm. Well, and 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 I'll just I'll just yeah, add just. That. Just this morning, I was reading an article from CBR uh, where they were theorizing that DC Universe is just going to become a comic platform. Um, so I'll just throw that smoke bomb in the room, and then we can keep talking. Wow. Well, I mean, there was a, just so many others. I had to throw the story out here. There was a story online because Swamp Thing is going to CW. If it gets another season, maybe on there. Mm-hmm. Stargirl is going to CW. Doom Patrol's on, and uh, Harley's going to freaking HBO Max. So what does that mean? They're, they're already there. As is, as is Doom Patrol. So, you know, oh, but- if we, if we, so let's just start with DCUs. I think it's probably the most. Yeah, well, time season three, they started pre-production. So where are they going to go? I mean, that's the only well, thing left. That was, that was the article I, I was reading was yeah. where, where would they go? They're like, if they go to the CW, they're going to have to tone it down so much and they won't it's have as high of production values. Yeah. And so I think HBO Max, CBR's argument, I don't quite agree with this. Their argument was 
HBO Max is so prestige that Titans wouldn't fit in there. And I just, oh, bullshit. I, I know, I don't agree with that either. So, um, I, HBO Max would be the most likely fit. I honestly, I disagree with them. I don't think DCU is going to survive. I no. think it, it's no. going to die. And I bet all the comics will move over to something like Comixology, which they did a soft launch of what six months after DCU was released right didn't dc suddenly release a bunch of i think so uh comics on the uh comicsology unlimited so yeah i recently got an email from either hbo max or dc universe or both telling me that i could bundle both and get a discount that's what i got Uh, too so i think i i think because right now i have so the only thing is the only problem is i need to look into is I've paid for both HBO Max and DCU annually to get the the promotional price. Uh, because with HBO Max, if you pre-ordered, you got like three free months or whatever. Uh, so I need to see: can I still bundle and maybe get a, a further discount, or, or you know, does that not work with the annual stuff? Uh, but since we're on that topic, does so HBO Max is uh, it's really just HBO plus stuff. Like they just threw it's, in a bunch of extra stuff. But you also have to note that it does not have a Roku app. Yes, so, so weird. Yeah, and you can log in to HBO Now and use it, but you don't get to see any of the WB content. Oh. So if that's the service that you want where you have to pay and you don't get to stream it on your TV with a Roku, you have to have – like it's just kind of like it, it's not 100% figured out, and that's yeah. my problem with yeah. it. I, I I subscribed and I'm already going to get rid of it. I just want to watch one thing and then I'm done. Yeah. What is what is that one thing? Uh, the Michelle McNamara documentary about the uh, Golden yeah. State Killer. Is it? Yeah, yeah, is yeah, that the right? yeah. Yep, yep. So, uh, yeah, no, but yeah, I, I'm gonna I, have to watch it on my laptop read, or something. I read her book and now crap, I kind of want to watch that. So yeah. Um, I, I mean, I, you know, for, for certain services like DCU, I kind of have always been this way with HBO because I've never had HBO. Um, I just wait for stuff to come out to where I can buy it either f- physically or digitally. Like I just, I, I, I've, I can't, I can't keep having all these subscription services. It's the problem right. I have. And um, we're, we're about to trim back. Has a subscription services that allows you to use their account. Yeah, that's why yeah. I have Netflix or HBO Max. I just have access to it. You need to form. You need to form a Justice League of services, where each <laughs> each one of the members brings one to the table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and all the chairs have the logos of each. Oh, company that'd be so cool. That's a good yeah. idea. That's a yeah. That's a really Daniel, good you've idea. got you've got both Hulu and Disney Plus separate in here. Yeah. But I have a Disney Plus account that has ESPN and Hulu attached to it. So I'm paying. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, I think that's what I did. The only reason, yeah, I but didn't... what are you getting with ESPN right now? Well, nothing. But I mean, I've got Hulu, with it, so it's like I've, you know, I'm just saying, you know. The only reason I it's because I hadn't figured out if it was going to be. I think it was going to be in the same price if I did the Hulu with no ads. Uh, in the bundle, so yeah, I, I, I definitely. So there's a lot of stuff that is just um, I haven't done it because I'm being lazy, which is part of what they expect from you. Like they expect yeah. you not to cancel the free trial, so you leave your credit card on there. Um, but let's touch on, I think maybe the most popular as of right now, and maybe the oldest, as, at least as far as I remember, uh, Netflix, Netflix yeah. kind of really kicked this whole thing off. 
because is Netflix the first thing y'all log into? No. Not anymore. No, yeah. Unless, I, unless I know there's a certain show coming that I want to see. Yeah. Like, yeah. All right. Like, like this week, when, when I remember there was a new episode of uh, Doom Patrol, HBO was the first thing I logged into. Unless there's a certain movie or a series I know that I want to see, then, or other than that, usually Hulu is the first thing I log in to see what TV's out there or right. the series. So I've, I've determined, this is the best way I can think of it, because I tried getting rid of Netflix about a year ago, and I, I canceled it. I was like, you know, I'm, I'm not watching it. And then immediately my my family was like, wait, they love Netflix. I knew right? it. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, Papa, and, don't. And then, yeah. And then, and then I remembered, oh crap, they're getting The Witcher and I need to watch that. So then I, I mean, it, it was maybe a day and then I resubscribe, right? So I've determined Netflix is the ex-lover who treated you badly, but the sex is really good. <laughs> and so you just keep coming back to it. You know, you're like, all right, well, you keep going back for that daredevil season. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's the very specific reason oh, to keep give me that back. hallway scene. Oh, yeah. oh, so good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so long and slow. You know what I'm talking about? So, oh, anyway. uh, we, we've definitely earned our E today. <laughs> uh, so I, I, I also, a long time ago in the beyond, I I also gave up Netflix, and then Stranger Things came out, and yeah. everyone was watching it, and I was like, "What is Stranger Things?" And I finally gave up after a couple of months. I subscribed, and I I got Netflix again, and they've had enough stuff where either, like, I just kind of keep it because of whatever reason. Now I think one of the things that's really underrated about Netflix is their anime selection. It's yeah. it, it's not the best, but they will they will for the most part have uh, dubbed anime, uh, or or they call it original, but it's just something that they probably uh, uh, imported themselves and so it's original here in the U.S. But it's probably you know created uh, different. Uh, like this week, I've been watching Japan Sinks twenty twenty because I can't help to punish myself during this quarantine. <laughs> Wait, you've been watching what? Japan Sinks 2020. It's a new anime on Netflix, which is I've it's, heard about. It. It's pretty good. It's the the title is the the plot of the like Japan is sinking in the world and oh, sinks, sinks. Okay, yeah, sinks, yeah. yeah. I, I, I thought, uh, okay. <laughs> Japan stinks 2020. Now I was thinking sink like S Y N C like sink. Oh, yeah, okay, got it. No, 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 that would be cool too though. Whatever that is. Um, and then I've also been watching on Netflix. Uh, uh, oh, The Old Guard came out this week, and I can't wait to watch that movie. Yeah, I want to watch uh, it too. Because I love the Greg Rucka book. Uh, so, so, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I mean, they keep, they, and, and this is kind of the trick now for all these streaming services where they keep launching one thing or another that will, you know, I still haven't watched Tiger King, but I'm sure there's a lot of people that keep Netflix because of that. <laughs> it's um, it's good. That, it's that, good. What is that it show? Is uh, the Floor is Lava? I haven't watched that. I don't know if any of you guys have checked it, it is, out. No. It is total shit. <laughs> oh, uh, for anime, uh, for uh, Josh, remember that manga you were ta- we were talking about, Parasite? Oh, yeah. It, the, the anime's on Netflix. Yeah. Ooh, mm-hmm. all right. Yeah. Crap. It's really uh, violent, yeah. though. I, I do want to bring up, though, if you go to Hulu, Hulu will tell you uh, what anime is dubbed and what is subbed. Yep. So uh, yep. they they do have kind of a better grasp of their library, which is weird because most of their library is shit. So let's. So let's, I have a. 
Oh, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, Danny. Go ahead. No, go ahead, because I want to wrap up Netflix. Well, no, that's fine, because I was going to – I have a hot take, and my hot take is I love Hulu. Yep. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. Hulu is fantastic, and my hot take specifically is this. Hulu's interface is a billion times better than Netflix's. You're alone, Clay. You're all no, alone. No. <laughs> No, yeah, it Hulu is. Hulu has been better than Netflix. No, Clay's yeah. about to storm no. out. Yeah. Hulu has the worst interface. No, 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 no. no, no. Amazon has the worst, and then Hulu okay. has the worst. Amazon is the worst, and then Netflix is a very close second. So, Netflix, it Hulu, is impossible to find anything on there these days. Hulu like I go in. The, well, it's yeah. Netflix does show you a lot of the same things. Their algorithm kind of just says, "This is your world." And like, I'll go add a Japanese movie, and it's suddenly like I get like a flood of Japanese recommendations. I'm like, "Well, where were these before?" Right? Yeah. You know. So there's yeah. probably a ton of stuff you're not seeing. But Hulu, these are the things I will say. If if you have Hulu right now, there is a movie called The Flood, a Norwegian movie called uh, The Flood, That's and flood. then The Earthquake. And oh. man, it is, uh, those are really good. It, it, it's kind of like, what if Die Hard happened to a guy and he was just a regular guy, not John McClane badass? Because like in the second movie, you see him, he's like got PTSD and he's all fucked up and he's been through some shit. You know, like you see Die Hard 2 and Bruce is Bruce. But this guy is messed up and it's pretty awesome to watch. It's, uh, uh, the second one's kind of like, uh, what was it, Cliff? not cliffhanger the last uh skyscraper the rock movie uh -huh. oh. this guy this guy is not the rock this guy could be hosting a podcast <laughs> he's, Isn't oh, there, he's, dude. he's us got it <laughs> <laughs> so so there's not a lot of hope of people getting saved in this movie so it's a short film he just dies in the first four minutes right because that's what happened no. to me. it's a, it's no. a Jacob, jacob's ladder scenario where <laughs> it, it's actually kind of sad because he's kind of the scientist warning everyone of what's happening and nobody's listening. Uh, Boy, does that hit home. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, that, so, all right. And, and and speaking of Hulu, I'm really excited about Palm Springs. I haven't watched it yet, but it is getting yeah. rave reviews. So yeah. I, I hate Andy Samberg, and I will watch this movie. It's Wait, an Andy, Andy Samberg and... Uh, uh, I forget her from, name. Yeah, from How I Met Your Mother. Spoiler. Yeah. The mother. She's the mother. She's the mother. <laughs> Wait, what movie are we talking about? Palm it's Springs. Called, uh, Palm Springs. Never heard of it. It's like it a is, Groundhog it, Day just movie. Go, yeah, just go watch the trailer. It's uh, I, I saw it best described as a self-aware Groundhog Day. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so here's what Actually, I'll say I would, about Hulu. I, uh, I would even recommend watching it without the trailer. Yeah. Oh, that's that's a good point. Yeah, that's a very. I, good I'm point. going on a strict lean trailer year. No, uh, well, there's not a lot of trailers, but yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle's already reading the synopsis and he's reading the Wikipedia to figure out what the movie no, is before, I'm not the before he goes to look at it. Fight me. <laughs> I'm not on the wiki. Here, here's what I'll say about Hulu. Um, Hulu is usually the first thing I go to, especially during the spring and fall when there's extra new TV, because they still really? have a lot. They still have a lot of the new TV, like all the ABC stuff, like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., all the FX stuff like that I watch, yeah. I watch it usually the next, like what we do in the shadows. I usually watch it the morning after on Hulu. Yeah. Um, which, okay. which I have a question. So 
because we're getting rid of YouTube TV, uh, one of the shows we watch in there that my wife and daughter just got into is What We Do in the Shadows. And I searched for it, and it said it was on Hulu with FX. And I thought you had to pay extra for FX. Is that included in the Disney Plus bundle? No, Hulu Hulu should have, at the base level, should have FX. Okay, I don't oh, have yeah. the I don't have the bundle. Uh, because I, so I think one of the because FX is owned by Fox, which is owned by Disney, which is you know whatever. <laughs> um, it's it's all it's their big push to put all FX is all the FX is some really good content as far as just like shows yeah. and theories. Oh yeah, and yeah. Who's got season one and two of what we do in the shadows? Yep. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, because I I I popped in there and I saw them and I'm like, oh, I I. I probably can't so, watch these, and I just started them, it up. And so, who does have some things like Showtime or HBO? You do have to add on the yeah, like, right. FX is a part of the normal Hulu. Uh, yeah, uh, yep. um, Hulu is where I watched uh, Showtime to watch uh, Twin Peaks: The Return. So, so. I want to say if we were, I mean, maybe we can come up with a. I'll send you guys the list, and then we can rank the services, and we'll 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 tweet out score. the rankings. We yeah. just need to have an episode where we basically tried to tell Clay how awesome Hulu is. Because Hulu is the one streaming service I've had for the last ten years. I haven't had anything else, and that's the one thing I've yet to do. I think I'm, I'm, see, I've had it for ten years, and I rarely go to. I mean, I did use it when I didn't have any kind of TV. Is it would queue up all my shows, and then I could just wake up, go to work, and then have my shows ready to watch. And so it did cut out a lot of bullshit time. Here's yeah. one for you though, like, I, because up until recently, like NBC is not on Hulu. And, and when we're talking about streaming services, you know, do you guys ever just go to the website to watch some certain episodes? Because during the normal yeah. TV, or, like I, I want me being me watching half the uh, crime procedurals out there. Like when in time we have Chicago PD or, or fire, I don't go, it doesn't come on, you know, Hulu. So I like the next day after Wednesday, Thursday, I'm watching the show on the actual CBS website. Yeah, I uh, do have the ABC app for some things. Not even there. I, I just go to the main website, type in, or NBC.com. Boom, there's an, and then for about a week and a half, they'll have the latest episode and you can, yeah. or the latest couple episodes. That's how I watched a lot of my TV. Yeah, I watched a few of the CW stuff that I missed, like when the DVR wouldn't get it. Yeah. Uh, I watched yeah. them there. Now, do you do you guys anticipate that going away as every channel rolls out its own service? Peacock's about to come yeah. out. We oh. have CBS All Access. We have the CW has their own streaming yeah. service, right? Well, so, it, and that's where I would watch a lot of those too. Hmm. Apparently, uh, I think the Peacock and NBC said they're going to be sharing stuff now too, but with the whole pandemic and everything going on, they're yeah, gonna be, part of it yeah. is free. With yeah. they have a they have a free tier, and then you can pay up to no commercials. So, oh, okay. And here's so what I'll say, and this is a quick story about Hulu. Uh, I once got whenever I first got Hulu again. I got it with ads, and it almost drove me crazy because they would play the same freaking ad about TXU yeah. electricity and ah. how if and you open that's the, why I hate it because I do listen to ads. And if you open up the oven, it'll cool down the fucking oven or something. <laughs> and I was like, I don't need to. I'm just trying to watch Yu-Gi-Oh. Don't make me listen to this fucking ad over and over. Like, give me different ads. Like, obviously, ads are important because that's how they make money. But at least the TV like gives you different ads. Uh, whereas Hulu, like I, it was like, this is not worth my sanity. I'm paying the extra or whatever to upgrade with no ads. Uh, so, but I was, uh, the other thing I'll say, you guys were talking about the interface. I think as an Apple TV user, I'm a little spoiled because I think Apple makes these platforms have a more uniform interface because a lot of them look very similar to what Apple TV has on their stuff. 
And uh, because my brother got a new phone recently, we have Apple TV for a year, oh. which they have some really good content, I think. Uh, Mythic Quest is really good. I want to see that. Yeah, the only thing I want to see off app, uh, off of Apple TV. Their original movies, like the the Tom Hanks movie, came out this weekend. The uh, Greyhound. Um, oh. it's just it's like a World War II movie about him being the captain of a boat after Pearl Harbor. I think I just heard him on Conan, and he was talking about it. Have any of you guys seen uh, King uh, King of Staten Island? Not no. yet. I, I, I have, don't. I yet. don't like Pete Davidson. Is the thing. So I, I, I know, but, but yeah, I've heard good things. Really? About yeah. yeah. I he's he's well, my. Why do you not Samberg. like Pete Davidson? Oh wow! Uh, this well, how is, do you not like Andy Samberg? Yeah, exactly. No, this is this is unfair <laughs> of me. I I'll would tell you that. why. This is unfair of me. No, I don't, don't ruin Andy I, I, I never I never saw him on SNL. And all I know of him is just all of like the weird times he would pop up in my newsfeed for whatever crazy ass life he's leading. And I'm like, this guy is, I don't oh, care about this guy. Josh, so, Josh is team Ariana. He, 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 he's dating <laughs> hot women. Yeah. Josh, uh-huh. is, Josh is team Ariana Grande. That's why. Sure. Yes. Let's go yeah, with that. I, I would um, say one thing like uh, him, Pete running around with John Mulaney is pretty hilarious. Because <laughs> uh, those two are total opposites, and seeing those two guys be friends is 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 funny. Uh, <laughs> but there's a couple of sketches worth worth watching him in, and they're the John Mulaney ones. The lobster, the lobster diner sketch is pretty funny with uh, Pete in it. But yeah. he's just kind of riffing. Yeah, uh, he's all right though. I like him. I get the impression he always does the same thing, and 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 again, you could yeah. say the same thing about Andy Samberg. So. Um, I mean, he's more of a stand-up guy, and Andy Samberg is kind of one of those Lonely Island guys. I will tell you why, though. I know why I don't like Andy Samberg. He started doing comedy I didn't get, and I suddenly felt old and Uh-oh. looked at him as like, oh, yeah. So that's – I get why because I, like, I didn't get the music he was doing. Like um, like Dick in a Box? Oh, Dick in the Box. No, I get – Dick in the Box is the simple, easiest, funniest joke. I mean, but <laughs> – <laughs> and I mean, and, but but to even pull off uh, a sequel to it is even funnier. So yeah, I do like that bit. But uh, what is it? Uh, throw it on the ground. Oh, I love throw it on the ground. Why? Happy birthday to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> it's so. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. I don't know why you think it's funny. Some poser hands me cake at a birthday party. What you want me to do with this? Eat it. Happy birthday to the ground. I threw the rest of the cake too. Welcome to the real world, jackass. So many things to throw on the ground. Like this and this and that and even this. I'm an adult. Two Hollywood phonies trying to give me their Thanks for joining us. You can find Next Issue on Twitter at Next Issue Pod, on Twitch at Next Issue, and on Facebook at Next Issue Podcast. You can find Clay on Twitter at Clay underscore Harrison, Kyle at Kylepedia, Adrian at Adrian underscore Harry, Daniel at Echo Spider, and Josh at Cosmosis. Hail Bebo.